Hi everybody, welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 178 podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thanks as always to them for sponsoring us on the podcast with the fanzine. With everything else, we absolutely love ACDMB. So go check them out. This is the match review panel for Huddersfield Giants versus the Leeds Rhinos. Joining me as always, my right hand man, my co-host, but our amazing stats man, Statman Reese. Oh God! Hang on. We've only been doing it three years. <laughs> Well, you were at a wedding yesterday, but you weren't even drinking. No, I wasn't. That's not a strong start, is it? A bit like, bit like bit like rhinos yesterday. God blame Um, how are you? Yeah, good. Other than the rugby, but yeah, good. We have to talk about it. Uh, I thought we were reviewing Leeds at Twitch, to be honest. Did Palace lose, by the way? I think they drew with uh, Brentford. He was telling me yesterday they drew with Brentford. Uh, One all, okay. two two. It's a shame because we do have Duncan on with us this evening, so it could have been a double whammy for Duncan as well if Palace had lost. But yeah, so no, I'm good, thank you. So well, we're, we're all in agreement. I'm sure Duncan will. We're bringing me in a second that we're going to review Ipswich three, United four. Indeed, smells better. So who who's on with us today? No points for anyone. <laughs> no points, Duncan. How are you, Duncan? Yeah, good mate. You. I think we're all right. We're good. I think I think I, I, I haven't got the stats in front of me for the podcast, but I think you've been on three times this year. Yeah, this is my third. Four. Yeah, this is your third. And I don't think you've reviewed a win. Is that correct? That is correct. So it's... we're all blaming you. So. <laughs> that is fine. Well, there's, only fair, been 10 wins. there's only been 10 wins, aren't there? So that means there's only been 10 positive reviews. Yeah, precisely. And to be fair, you were supposed to review last week, and Laurie was supposed to review this week. So we can blame Laurie. Let's blame Laurie. Yeah, Although, yeah, yeah I'm up for that. Blame yeah. We blame Laurie for everything on this podcast. Match review panel time. In true lot pod fashion, we'll start with positives. Duncan, did you take any positives at all from from yesterday's game? Uh, I thought Cam Smith were good. They were amazing. Um, yeah. I thought he had a really good game. Um, and other than that, I'd say it's one game closer to Ed and Caesar exiting the club. That'd be my positives. That is a big positive. I can I feel it in Duncan's voice already. I'm, 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 I can feel it. I'm looking forward to it. That's my. Positive. I feel. I feel like he's been really tentative. Is is gonna, he's gonna let loose <laughs> one of these questions. Let's just let's just find the trigger point. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come. And, and, if, and if we don't, and if we don't. If I don't provide that lead in Reese, he'll just he'll 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 take yeah, we'll he'll take it, it anyway. He'll take we'll it. Find anyway. it. <laughs> Reese, any positives from uh, you? Cammy, 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 Captain Cammy. Yeah. Um, just um, leading from the front again, hundred percent effort. Just Cammy, easy. Yeah. I've got Morgan Gannon. Always nice to see Morgan Gannon playing. Morgan Gannon back. Um, I was saying to Duncan throughout the game, I want to see Leon Ruin, and I got to see Leon Ruin. It was nice to see him playing as well. Luke Hooley, again, I thought um, 
He played well, seems to be growing more and more every game he plays, really, as all players do. And Sam Lissone, I thought, I thought he added a lot of impact when he was playing. And then, obviously, when he left to take a break, I thought we lost a lot of impact as well. Um, but Cammy again, and I think that's the perfect place to start. Everything going through him, nothing going, or nothing much going through Caesar. We kind of said on the last review, Duncan, that we perhaps Cammy and Rowan, or Rowan had said to Cammy, we're going to need more creativity from you. Do you think that's the case, or do you think it's just Cammy's natural game? I think he just steps up, doesn't he? I think he's just got that natural. I think we've got a few players that hide, and I don't think you can say that about Smith. I think he tries things, um, and you can't really have a go at someone when they're trying and they're putting effort in, and you can see that they're working hard. Um, I mean, they just need to come out and just say he's captain, don't they? We've been saying it all year. Yeah. Um, he's always leading the team out. He leads from the front in terms of metres per game and stuff like that. He's always leading the tackle count as well. So I think they just need to stop this staff leadership group and just say, right, Cam Smith's the captain and we can all just get behind him. Do you think that's something they'll do next year, Reese? Do you think this is a, a one-off type? I, th- I think they'll have to, scenario. but it, it doesn't really make any sense to me why they haven't done it earlier on this year. Yeah. I think Cam has been the captain for, for I think for, for most of the games that we've seen, Cam has been the captain. So I just don't understand why they've not done it sooner. Maybe it's because Rowan didn't want to meet, admit defeat. Maybe that might be part of it or just other things. But yeah, if they're, if they're not, Maybe next year, maybe about a better time to do it. But I'm going to jump ahead to the stats just for Cameron because Steve Hodgson did it perfect this morning. But Cam was 62 tackles in total, which is second on the night. Um, he also made 167 metres, which was the most on the night. He carried the ball 26 times, which was the most uh, for any Rhino. Uh, he also made six tackle breaks, uh, which again was the joint most uh, for any Rhino as well. So the, the stats are backing it up. And he's always, I know Duncan was saying his meets per game is high. His carries are always really high as well because yeah. he's always willing to take on the ball. And sometimes his meters or his average game looks lower because people just don't offer enough when he's got the when he's got uh, his hands on the ball. Um, but that that carry number sh- shows emphasizes for me that the workload that Cam will put on his own shoulders to make try and make things happen. I mean, you look at those numbers there, Duncan. 62 tackles, 167 metres, 26 carries, six tackle breaks. Imagine Cammy with two ha- two decent halfbacks behind him. Imagine him with one. <laughs> <laughs> he had one yesterday. Well, we've se- we've seen it on occasion when one of the halfbacks has played well, how 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 good it can just link up and how good it can work. Yeah. But he probably wouldn't have to do as much, would he, Duncan? No, I think that's I think that's the thing. I think yesterday, like when you, I was thinking about the game last night, being quite angry. Um, but but that's so like, out of character. <laughs> but when you think about the game, like a lot of our creativity came from the middles, from our forward pack. It was kind of like waiting for a break from a Walters, a Lasoni, or a Smith, and then getting on the end of it every time we tried to do a shift play it ended up going above someone's head or to the feet. I think we bombed a, a two-on-none when Caesar threw it wide to Hooley and just hit his toes. Yeah. Um, we just seem in 
in, inept when it comes to trying to create anything, in, especially when we have a, a tack, like five tackles on the opponent's line in their 20. We don't seem to have the creativity to break them down. I think Nene was a massive miss yesterday because um, he sort of got that offload about him as well. But it just really seems to be just fling the ball to the person that's nearest to you and see what happens. And if they can, there's no sort of, we don't really have an attacking shape or structure that we play off the back of, which I don't think helps either Cam or, to be fair, the halfbacks. But it's Rowan's style, isn't it? As, it's really interesting say. you say that, Duncan, because when I was at the wedding yesterday, stuck off to the toilet with 10 minutes to go and was listening to it on the radio because that's who I am. And the commentator and the night was saying he couldn't believe how, it was, I think it was about 10 minutes to go, couldn't believe how narrow we were. And um, in terms of our options in attack, it was just really, really narrow. We weren't really operating. And they were saying maybe it's because we thought they were weak in the middle or tied in the middle. Now, I know you two were there. Um, but that also, to me, says there's a lack of creativity and a lack of structure as well. If, what did you make, Duncan, when the team was announced and it was Reese Martin at halfback? What, what did you make of that decision? Well, it's ludicrous, isn't it, to be fair? So you're saying, sorry, so you're saying Jackson Field should have got a game there? Well, as long as Morgan Garner and Reese Martin's arse points south, they're not halfbacks. So why do you have an halfback in, in Jack Sinfield who we want to carry the can for two or three years as a seven? Why are we not just getting him in now? Yeah, I don't. I don't see any sense behind it. There's nothing. The, it's screaming out. We've got an halfback. He's too good to play in the academy, and he's too good to play in the reserves. So give him a shot. We've nothing what? to lose. So why, Reese? Why? Why if if the space there? Oh, first of all, sorry. Let me go back to my initial question to Duncan, Reese. What did you make of Reese at halfback, Reese? <laughs> uh, baffling, I think for me. You know, I, I've I've said that I don't think Stinfield is ready, and I was quite happy to see the season out with Corey in a halfback with Caesar and um, for consistency. But if if Johnson's not available the next man up is quite clearly Sinfield. Mm. Um, so I couldn't quite believe that he was playing in the reserves on the Friday or under 18s, was it on Friday night? Yeah. Was it under 18s? Under 18s, wasn't it? 18. So, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it's not even the reserves under 18s. And it, it was a bit baffling. And it, you know, from the outside looking in without really an explanation, it also, it almost feels like Rowan doesn't have confidence in him yet. He doesn't. And I mean, the fact that he's put Reese Martin at halfback before Sinfield, yeah. I, I don't know where Jack now is in the pecking order. Even though we've got one halfback at the club, Jack, and I don't know, perhaps I'm looking too much into it, but I can only feel now that his confidence is starting to get hit now. Well, what because, would it would affect you as a young player? Because absolutely I, I, would. And, I'd be know, going, well, what are you doing wrong here? Rowan can say to me, I'd, I'd be looking. Rowan can address it, and I don't know how he is or how the club are, but to me, I'd be saying, Am I even fancied here? You know, you've got you're pushing Morgan Gannon in there. I know he didn't, he didn't, he hadn't played there for a while, but it's always been an idea of Rowan's. And now 
Corey Johnson's going in there and now Reese Martin, where I'm a young half back in Jackson Field, fit. Everybody wants to see me play, but I'm not playing. So in terms of the pecking order now, and that's with one half back at the club. I would have thought the only other reasonable solution to a halfback issue on Sunday was to play Cam in the halves and then just put a user 13 as a prop. That that uh, that I felt would have made a bit more sense in in, in that with, with maybe with Sinfield on the bench to rotate it out a bit to give Cam a break. But yeah, I, the Martin bit. It's no offense to Martin, you know. Martin's no, he's awesome. He's he, you know, he's you know hundred for appearance on um, on Sunday for, yeah. for Leeds. Um, and you know, plays to the badge. He's he's been put in a position where he's been told to play, but I I didn't think it was the right decision for Sinfield. Or even you know, I'd even I'd rather have Cammy there. I mean, for instance, the knock-on effect it has. I mean, this this side here: Duncan Caesar, Sinfield, and then centre Martin, and then on the wing, Roberts or or or, or Daryl Alfers. Is that not a much better? Would you have looked at that lineup, Duncan? Gone. That's probably as good as it gets. Well, anything without Alford seems a good lineup, isn't it? <laughs> I thought that was the trigger then, Eddie. I thought so it's, it, it, the thing is with Rowan, it's square pegs, round holes. We make six changes when one will do. Mm. And we don't have, we're not, it's fat, it feels like, it's like when he comes out and says, oh, I'm really proud of how we played. I felt we were unlucky with a few refereeing decisions. It's easy excuses and it's deflection from the fact that we've been really poor and we've been, been poor, beaten by a poor Huddersfield side. Yeah, I think Adam's making actually quite a good point here in the comments in that how long did it take for Rowan to give Hooley another go? Hooley's been given that chance and to be honest, he's probably our second, if not third best player in the squad at the moment on form. On you know, form and, Ho- agree, yeah. and Hooley's taken that opportunity and, he, and he's doing really well. What... <laughs> Why not give someone else an opportunity to shine um, with Sinfield? But yeah, I think I mean it's not all about. It. I'd be annoyed if we lost to Huddersfield anyway. But if you had, if you could see, like, all right, it's Jack Sinfield. It's only his, I don't know, third or fourth game for the for the first team. You can see the building for the future at the minute. There's none of that. You can't see what's going on. So you, you're constantly questioning things and thinking, am I just watching a completely different game to to Rowan? Like, Olfitz has just been garbage ever since he's come to the club. So why are we giving him another shot? I get Hooley because actually there's a player there. Mm. But in Olfitz, I, I think it's just whoever decided to give him a three-year deal should just, well, they just need sacking on that basis. It was two years, wasn't it? I thought it was three, two. Is it two with an option of three or three? I thought it was I three. thought it was three with an option of four. Duncan. Any any more than six months is is bad enough. I, I'd, I'd actually be right surprised out. if I'd be surprised if Olf at stage, you know, because me too. Everyone, yeah, I, I think there might be a mutual agreement this off season with with Olf Who, led who's by the, led by the majority what, of players. Uh, players. Why? Is, what, why would he leave? Um. True. If you've got, if you, who else is going to take him? Fev. Does he get into Fev's team? (laughs) I'm just letting this hang. (laughs) I know. I was like, God, help me out. Um, Don't know. No, I think yeah, I think Duncan makes a great point about Sinfield, and it's something that I mentioned on a couple of podcasts ago about how if if 
if Rowan does throw in Corey Johnson and Gannon and, and, and Sinfield and in that kind of, there is no one else, but here are the kids type thing, then straight away, everyone's like, well, there's, there's no other play can do. And I, someone said in our YouTube live chat, forgive me, if now isn't the time for Jack Sinfield, then when is, you know, we're coming towards the end of the year. How 90% of the support thinks probably higher thinks the season's over with. So it was over before Huddersfield. So precisely. It's so over now. if, so why is it, I cannot get made round why that game wasn't a Jack Sinfield game and he's playing in 18s. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm starting to fear now that, Something could be happening there because I, I just feel like it. If that was it, if, if Jack was at another club, would he be playing? I, I, I honestly Jack... think I think he would do. If you if you, I think you're... in the majority of sides in Super League, I think he'd be playing because you look at Jack Wellsby. Yeah, but they've all, probably, was, they've all got like proper coaches. Started playing when he was 17, 18. Same with Lewis Dodd, same with Will Price, who played yesterday. Michael, all these other players who are either playing internationally, moving to the NRL, or some of the best young halves, fullbacks in Super League, all started playing the game at 17, 18. And for whatever reason, we've got Jack on a leash. And I cannot understand it. We have to let him... How, how are we going to understand just how good he is or can be if we don't let him play? Or even simply where he needs to improve to, to be that player. Exactly. And it, it's one of those, again, where I bet if you asked Jack and said, right, do do you want to play against Huddersfield? It's a, yes, of course I do. Any ambitious 18-year-old would. And, you know, I think it'd be like, I know there was a bit of an excuse over the summer or before the summer with the with his A-levels and all that sort of stuff, you know, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't see any reasonable excuse at the moment why... He should not be involved, even on the bench at the moment. But he should have been starting on Sunday. I'm not saying that meant that meant we would have won, but it felt like the right and logical thing to do with the season where it is and where we are in terms of the development of that half-part position. Just on other members of the squad, Fussy Tua is injured again, Duncan. Um, shock. Yeah, big shock again. Is There are rumours that he's going to sign or he has signed a deal, but would you, is he someone that you'd like to stay at the Rhinos or do you think we'd have to cut him loose? Um, recruitment for next year worries me because I think we've got, we're still in a situation where we're going to have an awful lot of players that need replacing or that you could replace. Fusser Tua when he's on the field, I've no problem with him, but he's getting him on the field. And we yeah. failed over the two years to get him on the field. So what's going to change if he gets another contract? Yeah. He's still going to be a big earner. He's still going to be taking up a quarter spot. The quarter spots you need to get on the field. Um, and we've struggled with it. And it's it's like when you get when you look at the club and we've you know, there's rumours about Fusser Tour and then they've signed um Donaldson up to another year. It's Look like, at what, us. What, what are we playing at? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't mean to, at? I don't mean to bag James Donaldson, but 
I do. James, He's crap. If James, <laughs> if James Donaldson left Leeds Rhinos, Reese Duncan, everyone in our YouTube live chat, where would he land? I don't think a Super League team he, would sign him. He'd be in the Championship. So why why did we re-sign him? <sighs> because he's a good lad. But, and people I, say, I, again, I don't. Oh, I got, feel like got... you. I don't want to bag Donaldson because he, when he's on the pitch, he gives a hundred percent. He, despite his size, he, he's obviously a good player in the changing rooms. He's committed. You know, he's got a lot of appearances for the club. But everything but that you've just it's... mentioned there, Reese, are they not just? Would you? That, would you go? Would you go in? Would you go no, in for what, a playoff what game or a grand final? Have James Donaldson in your seventeen yeah, no, and think what, I want him in my seventeen? No, you wouldn't. No, no, no. Because he's garbage. I'm not. Of course, I, I completely agree, Duncan. But I, I'm just saying that it's 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 a shame to have to have a conversation like this because I think Donaldson's a he's a good, really good bloke that's played played a lot for Rhinos and is. is given a lot uh, look, committed, yeah but I I agree it's... with you and it's that it, it's that whole thing of yeah he does he does like you say you can't question his commitment he will try but it's I, not the direction I where I want running the club a marathon to go in, for 20 I could try run a marathon it wouldn't mean I'd be any good at doing it oh god he he tries no he tries it's a blooming low bar <laughs> He's he is also a very cheap option on the salary cap as well. I know again that should be not, is it? It's not, it's a first team, it's a first team contract. Mm. That money, you could right, hear me out here. You could get rid of James Donaldson, right? You could get rid of Daryl Alfort, you could give the money to Sam Walters, and you could promote Alfie Agile and Leon Ruin, and you won't miss anything. And then, but then you've also got Joe Gibbons as well coming up through, and t- uh, Tom Nicholson Watson as well. So th- yeah, that that's the other bit for me is that it, it there are there are kids developing in that line that are ready there, to, yeah. to fill that gap. I just Going don't think the... there's, I don't think as a back row, it's not a position we need, and I feel it's just a cheap option. And I feel mm. it's you know we lowballed Sam Walters and he's gone to Wigan, and yet again yesterday. We moved him into the back row from prop. He did 80 minutes. and Great ball for Hooley back inside for the try. Great pass for, for, the, for the first try for us from Hooley. We haven't... I just... I, I don't get where the recruitment is. There's something drastically wrong still. at the club to let him just walk away from the club and then re-sign James Donaldson. Just going back to the original question on Fussy, you know, I completely agree. Oh, no, I, I agree with you, Duncan, but we, we did go on, on a tangent, as we yeah, always yeah. do. But I just want to throw my two penny in on Fussy as well, and I completely agree with what Duncan said. When he's on the field, I, I, I love him. I think I, yeah. I actually really like Fussy on the pitch. I think he adds so much to the side when he's fit and on the pitch. But the problem is, is his injury record is, is, is dire. And I, I hope if he can get it sorted, I and mean, we said this at the beginning of the season, if he can get it sorted and get a full year out of him, it's an absolute asset for the side. But it just, yeah, you know, again, we, we when he's not in the side, I, I think we're, we're, we're a different team and we can't we can't rely on him at the moment. If you can't rely on someone, should you re-sign him? No. No. Um, but again, but the, the man, I fall back to Duncan's point is that I'm, I'm not sure I have the confidence in the recruitment to backfill. In the market. So is it more the feeling of, we have other areas that we're trying to fill and we can't also... For me, it's a feeling of we've left it too... 
we've left it too late for recruitment. So do you think we've got our arm up the, up our back in terms of course of, we have. Why would you say why why else would you sign Donaldson? Yeah. He probably want in the equation and they weren't going to sign him and f- for them next year they had Walters in that squad. I guarantee they had Walters in that squad next year. And we lowballed him with an offer. His his agent wanted to test the market and then they've thought I won't swear. All oh, right, we've lowballed him and a team's come in and offered him more money. Now, everyone will say, oh, well, yeah, but that happens in sport. Yeah, it does. But no other team in Super League loses one of their brightest young talents that they've nurtured through the academy coming into the prime of the career to a rival. It just doesn't happen. I won't worry about it because it's going to be crap anyway. <laughs> it's going to be really, really crap from 2024 onwards, I promise you. I've got my mm. voodoo doll. <laughs> Plus, it's illegal Every time to have he has two... a decent game, I'll just twist his ankle on it. As I said before, <laughs> it's also illegal to have two six-foot-seven players in your squad. So, yeah, it is um, highly with, illegal. With, with him and Insemba, that's just not allowed. It's just illegal. So, have you, you got looking... um, some stats for us, Statman Reese? I do, game. actually. Uh, and there are a fair amount of players that have got over 100 metres. So, oh, there wow. are one, two, three, four, five players, six players of 100 or more metres uh, on the night. As I mentioned before, Cammy led the way with 167. Uh, next best was Ash Hanley with 136. Sam Lassone uh, got 113. Daryl Olfert got 110. Um, Reese Martin got 106. And Luke Hooley just broke the barrier at 100 as well. Um, Cammy didn't win the tackle count. Uh, he was second to Jared O'Connor, Jared. Yeah. yeah, who had uh, 66. Uh, Aledsky also got a big, big stint in with 39, um, but no one, no one else really got near that sort of barrier. Uh, and then tackle bus wise, as I mentioned, um, Cameron Smith with six, Luke Hooley with six uh, as well, uh, Sam Lasone with five. Um, Reese Martin uh, with four uh, as well on that perspective. And then from missed tackles, Harry Newman had four. Um, Cam actually had eight. Uh, really? O'Connor, yeah. Uh, O'Connor had four uh, as well, as did Sam uh, Walters. The concerning numbers really was with a particular player, which I know you wanted to talk about, uh, Eddie, which was Mick not necessarily from his tackle numbers, but from his metres. So Mick carried the ball for eight, made eight carries for 43 metres, which was an average gain of five metres or five point something uh, per carry. What have you made of Aledsky this year, Duncan? Uh, I think he's been poor. Um, But I think he's earned the right to be poor because I think he carried the pack and busted his body for us last year. Carried the club, yeah. Um, and I think we're probably paying the price this year. He then went and played for played in the World Cup, didn't get his operation till after the World Cup, then didn't get a pre-season, and you can just... You can see something's not quite there. He's not at the level he set last year, but I don't think it's anything other than it's carried over from this injury that he was carrying in and he's had the operation on. I don't think it's anything where we need to be going, oh, we need to get rid or we need to seriously no, sit or anything like that. I, th- <laughs> I just think he's I just think it's one of them where his body's a little bit a little bit busted, which is going to happen when he's playing in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um 
and the unfortunate thing is because he's such a um, a big player for us, he probably gives the other lads confidence even just by being on the field. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I think from that point of view, we can't really afford to give him like a a two or three week three game rest because we're constantly going. Oh, can we make the six? Can we make the six? Mm. Um, you know, if it's a case where he needs an operation now, I'd be getting all that. I'd be any player from now who needs any sort of an operation. Get just get in. it done now. Get it mm. done now. Get it out of the way. Make sure we're fit and ready for next year. Mm. What have you made of Sam Lassoni? Because I, th- <laughs> I can't remember if it was you or Matt. It was, it was me that bagged him on the Castleford podcast. And said, um, yeah, he's uh, overweight and he should be yeah, playing. No, Rapsen. look, I think, I think for me with Lassoni, he's obviously... He's that player that I like. He sort of comes on the field. He provides a bit of impact. He runs it hard. He's going to knock a few people over. He's going to, in both defence and attack. And I think he gives the crowd a bit of a lift. You could sense yesterday when he came on at at 16-0 down. He gave sort of the the away end lifted when he came on. And the team did as well. Um, But I just think I still want more. Hmm. And I don't know... I don't know what it is. I just I want more from him. I, I still think there's a condition we need to get conditioning into him this off season. Yeah, I still I don't think he's. I, I don't agree. think he can maintain a strong twenty minute spell. I think he can see at the end we we need him to, but mm. I don't think he's at that level yet. I think he sort of tires after about probably about fifteen minutes, and then the other five is sort of just like I don't know. I I, I think. With conditioning in, it could be a very, very good impact. And a, and a good here. pre-season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be much better. Just talking about Sam Lassoni, Reese. He's, he, I, I, don't, I don't feel like we've had consistent form from Sam had because we had that really good game against Huddersfield. Huddersfield. And then really against Warrington. He sort of tipped a bit off again and then he's come back up again. But um, I think I agree with Duncan. If, if, he, if, he's, if he can be fit... Um, and for have a proper full season, full, full pre-season under his belt, I think the impact he can have as an impact prop mm. off the interchange can can change a game. Um, and I think that's something that we've lacked. And I think it's a shame in that Oledsky's form this year has been below his high standards and the standards that we expect of him. Um, but I see Oledsky and Holroyd as are a brilliant starting prop pair, but the Sone can change anything up and his ability he's got good hands he's got a good offload so yeah it's good to see him get back and form again but I like like Duncan says hopefully with a a full pre-season there is belt we might see a bit more from him there's a player in there without a doubt and a great chant as well and a great chant and also he's a bit more active on Twitter than other players as well he is (laughs) which is is a nice little segue isn't it (laughs) Mm. if we're talking about that (laughs) Controversy. <laughs> well, I think I think the the well the one the uh, is it Nakama or Nagama? Nagama. 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 It was a try, you know. It was given. Mm. It was a try. Um, the drop goal, Duncan. We were we couldn't have been in a better <laughs> position. We were directly behind the sticks. Um, we both said initially, as soon as Jake Connor took it, that he missed by. I think you said at least 10 metres. Um, I just think this whole 
you know, has ha, do these drop goals, are they converted, do they miss? I just find the whole thing so amateur for the whole sport that we can't confirm nor deny whether a drop goal went over. <laughs> um, did you say 10 metres it went wide by, Duncan? Well, it went into the next block, didn't it? He hooked it so far wide. It didn't I, even... I, I think the telling thing about this is that it's not on the highlights. It's not on the official highlights. <laughs> it's tucked away in Huddersfield's yeah, highlights. Sky's, it's in Huddersfield's highlights, but it's not in Sky's highlights. Which I turned away and more... started talking to... I started talking to you, Lottie, and I was like... And then I saw the fireworks, like the flames going off on side at pitch. I was like, what's going on? And then you just went, he's giving it. I'm he's like, what? <laughs> I mean, Kaylee's making a really good point in the chat. This is why you need video refs in every game. And hopefully this new Sky TV deal. I know some of us were not happy with it, but hopefully that would mean we have video ref in every game. Um, what I want do want to say about this, I, I don't think we lost because of the referee. You know, we oh, had, no. oh, we, no, had we got no. the ball in front of the post with it about eight minutes out and we did a forward pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we, we didn't take our chances, chances, weren't executing. And let's not become like those whining bastards at Salford or St. Helens where we started clipping shit no, and put no. it all over Twitter because we didn't, we, didn't we, it, we, we lost because we were not good enough. Because we were crappy. Yeah. That I is think also, it comes they, from the... Not, you shouldn't be used as an excuse, sorry, Doug. It shouldn't be used as an excuse as well in post-match press conferences as a why we're lost. Accountability needs to be much better from this side. Pure diversion tactic from Smith that I felt. Yeah, it's absolute diversion. Let's blame the ref rather than don't point the barrel at us. Let's point out the the poor referee. I found it quite classless, to be honest. I did. You know, he's never done that before. Quite clearly, he's feeling a bit more pressure. And I just thought it was unneeded. He always mentions the rook, doesn't he? Every game, always, every, he every always game. mentions the rope. Is it slow? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I just, yeah, when he came out and started going on about the officials, I was just like, No, I'm not it's having it. And I think it, no. you can see, I mean, we were talking at the game yesterday again about Caesar and Newman, they just need winding in now. It's just getting pathetic. Every decision that goes against us, it's like a it's like my two-year-old who tantrums on the floor. It's, mm. it's just pathetic. Just stop doing it. He's giving a decision. Just walk away and get on with it. Put that yeah. anger towards the official into the opposition. And into, into the game. game. Yeah, I agree. Rather than just having a massive argument with the official who then don't give you anything for the next 10 minutes. Because you just called him an asshole. The, the club yeah. have got the medium to speak with the RFL about the referees, haven't they? They've got the meaning mm-hmm. to do that offline. They don't need to do that in post-match preferences. We I let, don't want to see... Oh, carry on, Reece, so We let two really easy tries. Obviously, the one with Ash getting pushed out of the way, I think mm-hmm. that's debatable. I think even with video ref, I think that probably be given because if, even if he yeah. looks slightly up at the ball, they'll say he's competing for it. So I know, didn't think there was anything wrong with that. It didn't look mm-hmm. as much, you know. So, you, you, know, I, you know, if anything... You know, we gave them an 18-point lead and we were then always on the back foot on that game. Yeah. And then we did and equally we didn't take chances when they were given. But no, we had we had plenty of chances. We were pretty much camped in their in their 20. We just we couldn't execute anything. And then even when mm. we turned the ball over, we were pinning them in with great defense. And then there was a moment in the game, Jake Connor just smashed yeah. the 40-20. It completely changed the whole complex of the game. Snake. But we still mm. go down that side, a couple more points on the board. And it's game over. And I, I feel that 
that kind of game-changing moment, which is exactly what Duncan said to me yesterday. He said that, that that's a game-changer that just blasts that 40-20. And I think since Austin left, because he hit a few for us this year uh, in terms of 40-20s, I, I don't think we've got a player in in the whole squad now that can hit that kind of play. The only other person that could do a 40-20 was um, Cruz Lehman. <laughs> and the, Lehman and Austin have both walked out of the club. <laughs> But um, some people are saying, Ryan was saying, I think someone else is saying, um, um, that Lissoni, or Phil was saying as well, Lissoni's deleted that tweet now, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was expecting him to be on the match review panel somehow <laughs> for that yes. tweet. Um, but yeah. But we are we are right to, to call Rowan out for that. I think so. Because the amount of times we've been on this platform and said about Daniel Powell and uh, Paul Wellens and Ian Watson, all they were all said, you know, they need to, we need to be exactly the same with Rowan, and I don't ever want to see him mention the officials again because, yeah, Paul Rowley, because it, it drives me nuts. And I, I just found it so classless. And I didn't think he were like that because usually he's really boring and just says the same things over and over after the games. In fact, like we said before, apart from we're proud. Yeah, when he was the rook speed, you know, proud and all that. Lot. Um, anything else from this one before we choose man of the match? Um, I think maybe Luke. I mean, I know we haven't talked about Luke in general, but I think an, another good game for Luke Hooley, um, yeah. who is is really starting to prove his worth now. Like, as Duncan said, I think there's definitely a player in Luke Hooley, oh, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if other teams might start looking at him. That you know, if it, and it, we might come on to this in a second with, the, with our latest signing, but I do wonder where he feels he fits in the squad now. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a good depending point. on the other plans at half pack, but I, I think Luke is really showing to be a a useful squad option and you know what was it two tries now in three games he's yeah. getting assists tackle I, I i i've got a lot of time for him actually i don't know what you think duncan but i think he's a confidence player i really yeah. i think he's i think when he first i can't remember who was his first game back against is it um he he looked very nervous anyway. It was at Headingley and he looked really nervous Lee. and he kicked Lee. Yes, Lee. And he kicked a ball out on the fold, didn't he? And he looked a little bit shaky, sort of. And the team it looked as if the team didn't have confidence in him as well, in terms of giving him the ball. Hmm. Whereas hmm. now it feels like the only person I was worried about yesterday under a high ball was Alfords. It wasn't there was no quite Hooley dealt with every single kick that was put through, whether it was on the ground, in the air, no matter how many people were chasing down on him. He dealt with everything. Um and I feel he's I feel there's a player there that we can we can work with and coach and, you know, we can turn him into I'm not saying we can turn him into like a starting fullback, but we can certainly turn him into a useful squad player that can be the next an an option as a back. Uh, to come in or maybe something on the bench to give you just a little extra option. Yeah, I think he's more of the type of player that we need. Like I've said, for, I feel like I've been saying it for years now about the lack of depth at half-back, you know. We need that similar depth at full-back as well. Yeah, in those spine and, positions. Yeah, exactly. And, and Luke is exactly the type of player that we need. And almost, and I kind of agree what Ray said that, there could be a couple of clubs kind of looking at him as if to say, if he's not going to get a game at Leeds or as much game time as he likes, now we've signed a new player that we're going to mention in a moment, maybe other clubs will look at him and say, we'll take him, we'll give him a shot, you know? 
Uh, man of the match, is this a stupid question, Duncan? Come, Smith. Do you agree with that, Reese? Steve Sass is in full float. <laughs> Cammy, back with a bang again. Man of the match. Um, moving on to recruitment, it's our favourite topic. By the way, that's what we've just done, pretty much. Every time we get beat, we, we like to talk about the squad and what we're going to put around, but everyone's used to that anyway. There's no point talking about... But we actually know. have an actual signing to talk about this time. We do, than rather than just something pie in the sky, like, going, why don't we just go out and sign Ryan, Ryan Pappenhaus? No. We have signed a new player. Lackey Miller from Newcastle Knights has been confirmed. He is a 29-year-old fullback. He's signed on a three-year deal. He's a former Rugby Sevens player. He's played in the NRL for Cronulla and Newcastle Knights. Um, 18 appearances in the NRL, five tries, 23 goals. This is kind of the player, Reese, that we spoke about on our transfer special, that kind of 18 to 20 to 30 NRL appearances, you know, mid to late 20s, that, that's available. Is this is this has this uh this signing wet your appetite? Um I, I don't think it's a mouthwatering signing. I, you know, I think for someone of his age, I would have liked someone to have a bit more NRL experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got good rugby experience. Obviously, he's got what looks to be electric pace from the yeah. YouTube scouting that I have been doing. That's yeah, um, <laughs> Because obviously, all comp- I I could do a compilation. All compilation day, like, actual, yeah, yeah. Me and me and Duncan could do it from our reunion days, and you know, you could sign us up straight away. Um, but you know, if he's got electric, <laughs> if he's got electric plays, great feet. Um, I'm a bit nervous about his defence because there is a certain clip that you may see from one of the NRL rounds this year. Um, but I, I think it's a, I think it's an improvement, and I think it's a, a step in the right direction. But I also think it's the it's probably the standard of NRL recruit that we can you can probably get now. I think I would I would probably hope for a bit bit higher, a bit more experienced. Um, but I think that pace from fullback um, will be exciting if we can make it work. What do you make of it, Duncan? I think it's what we need. Um, yeah. I don't think we've got electric pace, have we, in the team? I don't think we've got that Not one much, player no. who. I don't think when we met that break, we've got. Um, you know, players queuing up, and I think to have a one in Miller who will be supporting down the middle of the field, um, because that's his game, he'll get on the end of stuff. And I think, I think it's what we need. Um, yeah, he's only made 18, what was it, 18 NRL appearances, he said yeah. this season. Yeah, no, not this season, in total, is it? 18 um, in total, yeah. Five yeah, tries, yeah. 23 goals. But to be fair, I mean, he was at fullback when they were trying Caelan Ponger at six. Yeah, and then they moved Caelan Ponga back to one, and that's when Lockie Miller came out of the squad. So, you know, if you're I mean, talking if you, between, if you get replaced by Ponga, you you know you yeah, it's a quite a good level, isn't it? Yeah, um, and he was one of the better players for the Knights at the start of the season. Um, mm. You know, there is that clip that Reese mentioned against Manly where he lets the guy score. Um, but then in the week, the week, the week, the week after, he holds he holds someone up over the line. Um, so you know, I don't think there's. I just think it's one of them. What the f moments? Um, but I think for us as a sign, I think it's what we need. Um, 
it's one of the positions we need. We now need to go out and get two halfbacks. So my question to you, Eddie, as a result of this signing, once you say you're bitten in, is he the starting fullback? Without a doubt. <clears throat> so what happens with the current number one? Jersey Utility. and person. Utility. Because Adam's Utility saying, Adam in the comments is now saying, are you happy potentially with Myla wearing a six or seven shirt? No, not absolutely all. not. Not at all. The, the absolute best for Richie next year is backup. Like utility between, you know, four kind of fourteen shirt to kind of come on and play fullback or emergency halfback. Duncan mentions there. First of all, Lucky Miller, speed personified, speed kills. You look at the players that have recently come on from the NRL who are pure speed and speedsters, and they are awesome. Dufty, Field, French, all <clears throat> excuse me, all three of them. Speed kills, and Lacky Miller is going to do that, and he's he's going to be that kind of player who I think he's going to kill the league. To be honest, I think he's going to destroy Super League. I think he's going to eat it up in that kind of Ben Barber mold. I think he's going to be that good. And Duncan mentions there we need two halfbacks, and as I keep saying this, I think we need three. I think we need three. Halfbacks. I'm sick of not having any depth there. We've got the depth at fullback now. We've done it. We've got Miller. My three have been Miller, Hooley, then Myler. I think Myler has has to drop behind Hooley now because Hooley's younger. Rich has only got, I think, twenty is twenty four. Is last year, last year, next year, yeah. So you know, and he's not going to get a new deal off the back of that. So Richie would very much be that older utility type for me. Would you agree with that, Duncan? Yeah, <laughs> um, playing it mildly. Yeah, I'll probably. Uh, yeah, I won't have him. Um, I think he'd be all right coming off. It'd be all right coming off the bench. Um, I'd like to see him sign a backup nine, but you know, if they can't if they can't get that over the line, then having him off the bench won't be a dis- won't be a disaster. But I don't want to see him in a starting shirt. Something that this uh, this this Miller signing. Has kind of it's given me a lot of confidence. This because on our transfer special, we we did kind of speak about this type of player, like I mentioned earlier. But what fills me well, not fills me, but gives me more confidence in terms of the Rhinos recruitment for twenty twenty four is Miller had two years left on his NRL deal, so he was in no he he could have sat the nights and he was kind of in and out the team between Ponga and and himself playing. So that. Does that give you confidence, Reese, in terms of us looking four, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight I think, halfbacks? I, I think you're right. It shows ambition. And, and, and I suppose what we don't know is we don't know the background details. We don't know if Lucky's agent has come over and said, look, he wants out. Or I think he very much relies on the personal situation. But Leeds have had to come over some stumbling blocks in this. Mm-hmm. Very rare to see someone get released with two years left on a deal. Sometimes normally one. You, you would see. Um, but at least it shows that the net is wider than I probably would have feared uh, in mm. terms of the capability that we would get. Um, but also, Lackey wasn't a starter and he would have been looking for for regular or footy, as they call it over there. Mm. Um, so that does that open the net for the halfback pool, maybe? Um 
I'm not quite as confident as you maybe appear as yet because it's only one and we've got about seven more signings yet to go. How do you feel, Duncan? Has it, has it given you any more confidence in terms of recruitment and signing a couple of halfbacks? No, because our recruitment's been poor for about five years. But this this is a positive signing. It is, but we get one right and then we get three wrong, don't we? Maybe not this time. <laughs> I think I think one of the things that you said earlier about Lackey, and I think we've seen it a bit from Myler, is that Myler has made the odd break this year, but he he doesn't have the pace or the stamina no, to do it. He's always have to pass it to Nene or no, yeah, <laughs> he said the one that screams out fine, to was, as long as we score. Yeah, the one that screams out to was uh, Catalan, where the kick came yeah. through, and he made the break, and he like any other fullback in the league would have gone 100 meters, but Richie went, nah, there's Nene. <laughs> But something that's lacked, I think, this year is that ability to be on the shoulder. And I think Nene and Newman as centres are people that can break the line and cause. And Cammy's been doing it as well from loose. Yeah. But if, as Duncan was saying, if Lackey can get on the end of some of these passes on uh, on the shoulder, as soon as he gets touched that ball with that pace, you, you're through. You, you've seen it with Field. It doesn't, yeah. you know, when when he played against us the week. It's only a little step it took to beat one player, and he's made forty meters and you're on the front foot. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's a step in the right direction. We just need to see a lot more of it. I think that relationship you, you mentioned, Cami. There, I think the relationship between Cami and Miller is going to be dynamite on that inside ball. It's always going to be on Cami's shoulder, waiting for the offload. And like you said, the second he has that break, there's not going to be many, if any, that can hunt him down, and he's going to be a, a try scoring machine. I can assure you. Didn't we say the same thing about Fussy Tua? Yeah, I said the I said Fussy Tua is going to score thirty five tries in a season. <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> There's still time if we reset. <laughs> I also said um, it's going to be the Huddersfield versus Leeds Grand Final. Now I don't think Huddersfield. Yeah, I put Huddersfield as league leaders. <laughs> I don't think Huddersfield are going to get there this year, but no, so I, I, I might have got. I think I got that that that's that that half of the grand final wrong. We play Hull next. Hull away. Uh, we'll move on to a bit of a preview for this one. Squad changes, Duncan. Any? Would you like to see any changes for this one? I would, but he won't make any, will he? But what would you like to see? Uh, Caesar never wear a shirt again. So who uh, plays in the halves then? Jack Sinfield and Cam Smith in my team. Right. So what's your team then? Uh, Hooley, Hanley, Fusser Tour if he's available. If not, Tyndall. Tyndall? Oh, yeah. Uh, Centres, Martin and... Well, Nene will be back, won't he? So it'll be Nene and Newman. Will Nene be back? Yeah, he's a week apparently. He's back for Hull. Meant Mm. to be. Um, and then pack just as was, but I won't have I won't have Caesar doing anything. He just does me in. Who would you have at loose forward then if Cammy's going in halves? Uh, probably do what Reece said and stick a prop there. He could stick Walters there. Walters won't be a bad shout. He's got decent hands. Um, yeah. he won't he won't let you down. Um. Yeah, something something along those lines. And then Bent oh no, Bent well Bentley won't be there, will he? Bentley uh, won't be there, no. So Martin and Gannon, Gannon in the uh Gannon. in the second row. It'll probably, be Gannon, it'll probably be Gannon and Caesar what, at six and seven. 
Any changes, Reese? <laughs> Not Gannon at fucking six. Sorry, Josh. Um, I, I, I think the the, the glaringly obvious change. If if, if Nenny's back, then Nenny goes straight in. Yeah. Um, if Fussy's back, he goes straight in. Yeah. Um, I'd want Sinfield to be up there with Caesar. Um, if if that's not the case, I want Cammy in at half. Um, and with Bentley being out, I think it's a good opportunity to get Gannon back in a starting jersey. Yeah, um, at six. Yeah, agreed. you know, I've, I've I'm I'm disappointed we haven't seen a lot of Gannon this year just because of the injuries. I understand he's been looked after, and I think the club have done the right thing with him. Um, but I've missed Gannon because I really, I do like him as a yeah, as a awesome. player to watch and and come through. So. If we go to see Gannon start uh, again, um, and, and I want to see Leon Ruin get a couple more minutes off the bench as well. You know, I, mm-hmm. I really like his performances when he's played. Um, so hopefully, he gets a bit more of him as well next week. But I'll be, I'm interested to see next week the character of the squad because I know last week I, I let my delusion fall, get the best of me. Um, but are you trying to tell me it's gone already? Yeah, it's gone. It was just one um, game. But this is a really interesting opportunity to see the character of certain players when the season might be or pretty much has gone now. And it's it this this really comes down to now when you're playing on Saturday, it's really about the badge. And I, I don't want to say that phrase of playing with pride, playing for pride, but it for me it will show the true characters of the players that really want to be there, that want to put hundred percent in the shirt. So what you say is it's another defeat and another poor performance from Caesar. Well, let's see. Prediction? A whole plane for anything? No. The level on points with us. Oh, sounds like it's going to be a classic. Um, well worth a £28 emission fee. And there's no um, train drivers there? No. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go Leeds by six for some reason. Duncan? Actually, Leeds by seven. Gannon's play half back and get a drop goal. <laughs> that, goes by. Me- that goes 10 metres left of the post, but still given. I don't think we win a game for the rest of the season, so I'll go a hole by 10. <clears throat> oh my God. that's. I'm sure Mark once said we're going to lose in predictions, didn't he? It was um, the beginning of this year. Both me and Mark said we'd lose to Saints and we beat them in round three. That were right. And then I think Duncan now is only the I think that's only the third person that's ever said we'll lose a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Everyone else, but yeah, Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. I'm going to shock people now. I think Leeds will win comfortably, but only by 36 points. I think um, there's been a lot said on social media recently about, yeah, about that man, Brad Dwyer, and how rubbish he is with um, <laughs> all fans in uproar. I know Duncan can't speak about Brad Dwyer because he gets That's how Duncan up. eventually went to sleep last night. He was just he really, really choked <laughs> up. He was really angry and then he just went on all Twitter and went, oh, that made me feel better. <laughs> and they were off like a light. Leads yeah. by 36, <laughs> I'm going to say. Duncan... Thank you as always, Reese. No worries. Thank you as always. And we will be back on Wednesday when we have a lot pod special with Gary Mercer. We'll see you then. Take care.